It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's gang time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Hey, good morning. Welcome. It is Monday. Time to start a brand new day, a brand new week. This is game time, your first word in sports. And we say good morning to Ward White. Hi, Ward. How are you? Outstanding. Ryan, good morning. What's going on? Not much. How's your weekend, Tom? It was good. It was, uh, it was good. It was. You know, of course, we, we were busy. And I, you know what? And I don't normally do this, and I wasn't going to do this, but I want to salute our group here. We had four broadcasts going at the same time on Saturday, and it went flawless. And that's not easy to do, and our our guys got it done. And good job. And you are part of that, Ryan. I mean, you guys did a great job up here on Saturday. I didn't have to sweat it one bit. In fact, Ward and I were on the phone talking about it. They say, like, you know, we don't want – we don't have to do anything. It's it's all done. Uh, but yeah, good. So good job to our group. And you know what? This weekend will be even busier. Busy, busy, busy. We've got basketball. We've got softball. We got baseball. We got all kinds of stuff going on. And we'll have it all covered right here on ESPN Central Texas and our family of radio stations as uh, we get uh, we get off and running with uh, our spring sports. There is a ton going on. Uh, speaking of which, let's just kind of go through some of this stuff this morning. This was this was kind of the 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 weekend uh, that we had. And, and look, look, let me just tell you this: we're going to have Jerry Hill like we always do on Mondays at seven thirty. Uh, at uh, eight thirty, Mitch Thompson's going to join us, kind of recap the first weekend, and then at eight o'clock. We're going to have Anthony Miller. Anthony writes for the XFLNewsHub.com. Mainly covers the Arlington team. Yes. But we'll we'll probably get him to touch base on a little bit of all of it. Did First of all, did anybody see any of the XFL? Yes. Yes. What did, what did we think? Loved it. I loved it, too. It was I awesome. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. I watched. The one thing I cannot get over is the official shirts. They are so weird looking, and they're wearing two-toned hats and red it's hats. Different. Well, there was a red hat there, yeah. and his job was simply to spot the football. He did nothing else but run up there and put the football on the ground. What did we think? Uh, yeah, let's just do it. What did we think of the new rules? I like them. I do, too. One foot inbounds on a catch. That's fine by me. Uh, the clock runs on an incompletion. I felt like was weird, but you know what? You get used to it. What'd you think of the kickoffs where the, I didn't like that. Really? You didn't. I was okay with it. I, I thought it created some stuff, but, and I think that's what they're trying to do. And what do we think about the three point play? I'm okay with that. What do you think? I, I like it a lot because it gives you three more options or three different options. You can go for one, go for two, and go for three. I think it's awesome that you can go for three. I, I at first thought it was a little jicky. You know, yeah. I said, no, this is kind of too gimmicky. And I'm still not sold on it. But I'll tell you this. It made the St. Louis-San Antonio game with a minute and a half still relevant. 
Also, you don't have to onside kick. You just have to convert 15 I, yards. I was going to get to that. You'll let me follow my script. <laughs> Do you like that one? Do you like that rule? Yes. Where you, you, you're you going to get a a down, a free down, basically. They kept describing it as fourth down. It was really not fourth down. It's a new change. It's a new possession. But you get a you get a down to convert fifteen yards rather than trying to convert an onside kick, which we all know ninety percent of the time doesn't work. I kind of like that rule. I, I kind of like that rule. It was fun. And St. Louis came all the way back to beat San Antonio. I didn't like that. Watching the games looked like there was pretty decent crowds. I think people are interested in football in February. That's my question. With everything that was going on, you had Tiger playing a rare event. And let's be honest, when Tiger played and made the cut, there was television cameras everywhere. I noticed ESPN Plus had uh, had just Tiger coverage. I mean, just Tiger Woods coverage. He's relevant in the in 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 the world of sports. So you so you had Tiger coverage. You had the NBA All Star game going on. You had spring training baseball. You had college baseball and softball. You got basketball playoffs, high school. I mean, college basketball. Did the XFL get lost or did it find its place? I think it found its place. So I thought ESPN did a great job of scheduling games throughout the weekend to where you could find time to watch them. May not watch them all. It may not watch an entire game, but you could watch a lot of different games. And I thought the scheduling was 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 right on. I mean, they didn't play. There wasn't a multiple, you know, set of games going at the same time. You, you just didn't have that. It was, they almost featured every game. It almost had its own window, you know, and, and really it kind of did. So it will, we'll get into that a little bit later with, uh, with Anthony Miller. He covers, uh, basically covers Arlington, but writes for XFLnewshub.com. We'll get, uh, we'll get his first week impression. So there you go. Uh, I mentioned Tiger Woods. I know you, I'm sure you guys didn't watch. No. Man, it was fascinating. Watching him walk was painful for me to watch him walk. But he played great golf and shot one under. Now, he talked about it later that his his real goal is to uh, is just to play in the majors. So, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see this. He's just every once in a while going to say, you know what, I'm going to enter this event and go play. And, you know... He he played and he played well. For a guy that hasn't competed in a long, long time, he went out there and, you know, I think he was I think he finished one under. I watched most most of his Sunday round on ESPN Plus. And look, is he gonna go out and win a bunch of golf tournaments? I don't think so. But it just does something for the PGA tour when he's there. It just does. He's you know, statistically, he's not the greatest. You know, that still belongs to, to, to Jack. But man, oh man, when, when you see, when you see what, what, I mean, like the crowd yesterday, it was unbelievable. And this was basically 
I forget the name of the golf tournament. I don't really care. But it was the old L.A. Open. It was a golf tournament on the PGA Tour, West Coast Swing. And all of a sudden, this golf tournament is the most important golf tournament. I mean, it was just that kind of deal. He was, he was that relevant. Uh, baseball and softball. Mitch Thompson's team gets off to a one and two start. Very easily could have won two. Very easily could have lost all three. I mean, it was that kind of weekend. We'll, uh, we'll talk to Mitch at 8.30 this morning, get his thoughts. Ward, I know it's February. I know it's non-conference. But the fact that Baylor went out and beat the number one team in the world, Oklahoma, I say the world, that's what it feels like, doesn't it, when, when it's Oklahoma? Uh, the fact that they won that game, that's, that's relevant. That's big. That's, that's huge. No telling what that does for the rest of the season. Here's what I liked about them the most when they, when they beat Oklahoma yesterday. They had another game right after it against Army. Boy, wouldn't it have been easy just to go out there and lay an egg after beating Oklahoma? And they didn't. They played well and beat Army. And they're off to a tremendous start. I think they're 7-1, and one, something like that. So a terrific start for Glenn Moore's team. And then we get to high school basketball. Boys' playoff games begin this week. On the girls' side, we'll have La Vega tonight. What are your what are your initial thoughts on this Marble Falls matchup? Uh <laughs> after last week, I, I don't say it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to see the team that can play with them. Yeah. I just I, I, it's they're that good. At this point there there isn't one, is there? Again, I I want to see that team because that's it's a special be, team, isn't it's it? It's going to be a really good basketball game. How does how do they guard against that? As a as a high school basketball player, and you know you're that good as a as a team. How does he, Coach Willis, guard against that? You just have to worry about your color jersey and nobody else's. Go out and play your game. And they have so far. I mean, they have been outstanding. What, one went away from the regional tournament? Is that right? Mm-hmm. When, to, when tonight? When tonight, you're in Bryan. And you're in Bryan this weekend. So, and we'll have the broadcast right here on ESPN Central Texas tonight. Ward's going to be down in Georgetown. What is it, a 645 pregame with a 7 o'clock tip? Mm-hmm. So, should be exciting. Should be good stuff. You can tune in right here and follow La Vega. We'll have it for you. And again, as we mentioned uh, today, I think it's the first day for, for the guys to get started in by district. So off and running in, uh, in high school, in high school basketball on the boys side and uh, driving towards the regional tournament on the girls side. Look forward to it. Should be a lot of fun. It is president's day and uh, we salute our presidents. Most, if not all of the uh, federal facilities are closed today. A lot of schools, not all, but a lot of schools closed today. Uh, so it's just us kids talking, talking sports. So that uh, should be a lot of fun. All right, uh, we're gonna we will talk some Baylor basketball, men's and women's. It was a rough, rough weekend 
to say the least, guys. And we'll talk about it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. This is Game Time. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business. And we're brought to you in part by Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers, 1810 Herring, serving the world's greatest hamburgers. Just ask them. They'll tell you. They, they don't cook that burger until until you place that order, and they'll cook it the way you want it. I mean, you, you name it, and they can do it for you, whether it's Onions, grilled onions, no onions, you know, the, the, whether it's with bacon, without bacon, they, they're going to cook it your way. I mean, you want all three, ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise, you can do that. If you want just what you can do, whatever you want, you can, uh, you know, you can toast the bun, not toast. It's whatever you want, but they're not going to cook that burger until you place that order. Uh, look, if you if you want to just go in for some sports conversation, maybe you had a, a cookout yesterday and you cooked a burger and you don't want one today, they still serve chicken fried steak sandwiches, grilled chicken sandwiches, Philly cheesesteak sandwiches, and, of course, they got all the stuff that goes with it, the fries, the curly fries, tots, and you, you name it, they got it for you, and also your favorite drink as well. They, and if we are getting close to catering season, you know, with graduations not too far away, Weddings not too far away. That kind of stuff coming up. If you want, you want uh, Double R to do, handle your catering, and it could be any kind of meal. You want turkey and dressing, they'll do it for you. You know, you want uh, you want some Mexican food, they'll do it for you. If you want those burgers, they'll do it for you. Call David. Call Perry. Either one can take care of you. The phone number is seven five three one six zero three. That's seven five three one six zero three for Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. Recently on Game Time, sixty eight and ninety four last year. Talking about the Rangers, what is a realistic goal for this year? Seventy five wins or a winning season? If they're not in the American League West race and winning the championship, it's a bad year. They're not going to win the championship. And if they do, would you like to repeat what you just told Ryan and I? I didn't. I mean, if they win a hundred games. Yes, 100 games. I'll run down Bagby naked. They ain't going to do it. <laughs> Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Want options? The best selection in Central Texas is at Allen Samuels in Waco. During the President's Day sales event, get a 2022 Ram 1500 quad cab with 0% for 72 months or Ram 1500 crew cab with 1.9% for 72 months on all trim levels. Lone Stars, Laramies, and top-of-the-line Longhorn and Longhorn Limited. Or get a Ram 1500 Lone Star crew cab with values up to $8,250 plus an extra $500 to first responders. In Cummins Bank wants you to be the first to know about our newest rewards checking account, Mars Rewards. Mars Rewards goes beyond any other debit card-based rewards program by giving you exponential earning potential. We even reward you when your referred friends open a Mars Rewards account and use their debit card. Open your Mars Reward checking account, use your debit card, and get paid. Visit InCommonsBank.com Mars to view complete account requirements and open your free Mars Rewards checking account today. In Cummins Bank, member FDIC. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. 
The home for Baylor Bear Baseball is ESPN Central Texas. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Come join ESPN Central Texas Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show as we'll be broadcasting live from the newly opened Fish City Grill in Waco on Tuesday, February 21st at 4 p.m. Come celebrate Fat Tuesday at Fish City Grill. Happy hour 3 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Enjoy ice cold beer, cold margaritas, and discounted appetizers like fried pickles, shrimp, nachos, cheeseburgers, even oysters. Fat Tuesday, February 21st with ESPN Central Texas Matt Mosley, 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Why is your eye twitching? Because my lashes are bothering me. Then why do you wear them? Because they look good. They do? And if you want your house to look good. But what about the ones where the people look like they've got those big, like, umbrellas on their face? We'll take umbrella lashes, too, if you need foundation repair. So give us a call. Two five four. I ain't got nothing to say. I'm still thinking about that last lady that had four nine two two. Wind blew her down the road. (laughs) That's where she ran into the car. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys sitting here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. Listen to Game Time online at CentexSportsFan.com. All right, 717, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you are with us as we roll through a Monday morning. Uh, I, I know everybody had a wacky weekend, but did you get to catch any of the basketball? What a crazy game for Baylor and Kansas. I mean, Baylor was, they were running KU out of the gym in the first half. And it was just a flip, if you will, in the second half. As KU not only came storming back, but they built the big lead and, and go on and win the game. After the game, Scott Drew joined Pat and John and, and talked about the game. Well, as well as they were going first half, as bad as they went second half. So um, defensively, we completely let our offense affect our defense. Um, we started out, miss a layup, don't get a rebound, don't get back. We did such a good job in transition defense the first half. Only two points we gave up. 32 points, uh, controlling tempo. Second half, you just got to credit Kansas. They did a great job with uh, uh, first uh, uh, turning up the intensity on the defensive end. We turned it over too much, and um, when we didn't make shots, we didn't get offensive rebounds. Same thing down there. They're in. When they miss, they got the offensive rebounds, and that's one of the things we always pride ourselves on is we always do a great job on the glass. We didn't do that today. When he talked about 
different halves. He he meant it. And by the way, the uh, the audio is courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. For Baylor shot 51.6% of the first half. They shot 35.7% in the second half. Conversely, Kansas shot 37% of the first half, and the Jayhawks shot 63.3% of the second half. Baylor's biggest lead was 17. Kansas' biggest lead was 18. I mean, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, it really was basically two different – it was almost like it was two different games. Have you ever seen anything like that? Yeah, it's – those things happen when, you know, you talk about teams surviving runs and Kansas was able to survive the run of of Baylor on their home floor and got things going back in the right direction there in the second half. Uh, and again, it's the Big 12. So what do you expect? Yeah, and, and look, KU's lost one time at home this year. One. Mm-hmm. This, they, there's something about Allen Fieldhouse again this year. And now, look, that was a big-time blowout when they got beat by TCU, but they got beat by TCU, and that's their only loss this season at home. Right, and for Baylor, it's they lost for the 20th time out of 21 trips. Yeah. So, and, I mean, it's it's not an easy place to no, play. No, I was going to say, their record's probably indicative of a lot of people's record uh, in Allen Fieldhouse. You just don't go there. But man, oh man, you know, if you would have if you'd have got beat, you know, it was 87-71. If you go out and just get beat 87-71, that's one thing. But if you have a 17-point lead at one juncture in the basketball game, and I think it was 13 at the half, yeah, 45-32 in favor of Baylor at the half, you got to feel pretty good about your chances in the second half. But defensively, the Bears gave up 55 in the second half. Not exactly what you're looking for. And again, Look, it, as you pointed out, it's the Big 12, and the, who knows what's going to happen in, in in this league. So, But that, a disappointing loss, obviously. But again, you're on the road. You're still in pretty good shape. Uh, you're 20-7 and seven overall, 9-5 in the conference. Kansas is 22-5 and five now overall. They are 10-4 in league play. Baylor, I guess, just stays – in the Sunflower State, as they will play tomorrow night against Kansas State. And KU turns around and plays tonight. Uh, Big Monday. They got TCU tonight. So, uh, there you go. That's, uh, that's, that's what happened on the men's side. And, and, and again, Ward, it's, it's look, this is a team that, that's going to have to turn around and play a team that's, that's playing pretty darn well in their building, too, and that's Kansas State tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. You look at also the Big 12. I mean, this is getting interesting because we talk about six teams. Well, there may be seven now. Texas Tech is surging. Yes. Uh, and if they can I, – I saw a deal Saturday. They said if, if they can win – three of the next four and win one game in the tournament, they're in. Because they're all quad one wins. That's right. They are 
they are high quality wins. Mm-hmm. You win in this league. You've you just notched a big time win on your in your on your resume, and that's that's why we were half joking. But don't give up on this team right now. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, I, it's, I'm talking it, seven. It's getting. I mean, it it could be fun down the stretch if you're a Big Twelve fan. What do we got? Four games left, something like that. I think that's right. This this could be, this could be so much so much fun. And in 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 looking to see how this thing is gonna turn out. Uh, and again, there's no easy. There's no freebie on the schedule. Uh-uh. We've talked about that no. a million times. You know what? No, there's not. And that's that's the wild thing about this conference. I mean, we we knew it was the best conference, but it's heating up right now. I mean, they're going back and forth. And I I I think it's going to be a sprint to the finish. I mean, that Baylor Texas game could be it could be for all the marbles. Could be. Uh so right now, Kansas and Texas sit atop at ten and four. Baylor is nine and five. Kansas State's eight and six. Iowa State's eight and six. Frogs are seven and seven. And Oklahoma State's seven and seven. Tech, you as you mentioned, is four and ten, but but surging. West Virginia's four and ten. Heck, Oklahoma's three and eleven. I mean, everybody. The only team that's sub five hundred is Oklahoma, and they're one game under at thirteen and fourteen overall. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is above five hundred; they're good. I mean, there's not a bad basketball team in this conference. You do not have take the day off and see what happens to you. You're going to get beat. You're going to get beat. It's that simple. Uh, at the Ferrell Center yesterday or Saturday, rather, Nikki Collins' team goes double OT. It comes up short, 81-77. That's, that's a gut-wrencher. That is a punch in the gut. You play that well, but can't, can't get over the hump. And, it, look, we'll get into it a little bit with, with Jerry Hill coming up in our next segment, but they're, they're going the wrong way right now. They've got to find a way. And, and, again, this league's not easy when you're trying to stop a, a skid a little bit and, and kind of get things turned. It's hard to do. It's hard to do in this league. And they, but they've got to find a way. They simply have to find a way. And uh, we're, I think they're on the road in their next one at TCU. Is they're that right? At TCU. That should yeah. get them healthy. Yeah. Pump the brake there a little bit. And, and hopefully they can catch their breath a little bit and, and, and get this thing taken care of. But I mean, Caitlin Bickle, a double double. Bella Fontleroy had a double double. Uh, Dariana Little Page Bugs had a double double, and you and you st- still get beat. You get beat eighty one seventy seven by Iowa State, who's a good club. I mean, they are a good club. Uh, seventeen and seven overall, nine and five in conference. Baylor now seven and seven in the league. They dropped to five hundred in in conference play. So we'll talk a little bit about that coming up with with Jerry. But uh, you know, we talked about it on Friday, just how. You know, this could be a big weekend for Baylor with the men, you know, on the road and, and it being game day and all that stuff. And and they come up short and 
and then the women lose in double overtime. It, it, it turned into a tough weekend for Baylor basketball. So we'll get into all that coming up in a few minutes with uh, with Jerry Hill. Uh, and we'll do that uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes. All right. Uh, by the way, I- anything that you want to jump in and talk to us about, we will certainly, we'll certainly love to hear from you. Our CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. Ian Eagle and our guest, Bill Raftery, doing the game for CBS on Saturday. Yeah, it, it is good. That, you know, Big 12 is just, you know, rock'em, sock'em, uh, talent-laden, and a nightmare, I think, for coaches. I mean, you got to win at home, and boy, if you can scratch one on the road, boy, you've really done a heck of a job. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Snake Farm. It's that time of year again. Time for the 53rd annual Oglesby Lions Club Rattlesnake Roundup. Experience fun for the whole family. Kids activities, food, music, vendors of all kinds, and especially rattlers. Demonstrations by the world-renowned snake handler Jackie Bibby. Saturday and Sunday, February 25th and 26th in Oglesby, Texas, off Highway 84 between McGregor and Gatesville. Like them on Facebook and join us for a rattling good time. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kalea Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Keep up with the Phillips 66 Big 12 Tournament on ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership, or your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. 
A big win for Baylor softball as they knocked off number one Oklahoma yesterday, 4-3. They then shut out Army 7-0 to go 4-0 in the Getterman Classic. Baylor baseball lost to Central Michigan 4-3 yesterday to start the season 1-3. They're back at Baylor Ballpark tomorrow hosting Houston Christian. McLennan baseball beat Hutchison 6-5 to salvage a game of their three-game weekend series. The Highlanders now 9-4. The MCC softball team swept a pair from Salt Lake to go 4-2 in their Highlander Classic. The La Vega girls take on Marble Falls in Georgetown tonight. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk Baylor Athletics with Baylor University's Director of Sports Journalism, Jerry Hill. I think we should. I think we should get a view from the Hill. We say good morning to Jerry Hill. Jerry, good morning. How are we? Good morning, Tommy. Um, I'm good. Um, it was an interesting weekend, to say the least. Ah. Yeah. First of all, it was a busy weekend to say the least. Yeah. There was a lot yeah. of stuff going on. You and your staff did a great job covering it. <laughs> yeah, me and my staff. <laughs> me, myself, and I did a great yeah, job. <laughs> yeah. I, I walked in the press box Friday and I went, he's off and running on a very busy weekend. <laughs> it was fun though. I mean, and that one obviously was a lot of fun. The Friday night baseball opener. Um you know, congrats to those guys. I mean, um, and I think we'll find out that Central Michigan's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, uh, I mean, they're, they've are they been to the last three NCAA tournaments, uh, you know, good, solid team. So, and, you know, I think Mitch is still figuring out a lot of things on his team, but uh, I think he found some answers too this weekend. And, and we're going to talk to Mitch uh, in about an hour. And I, that's that's okay. that's the number one thing I want to find out was what did you yeah. learn about your team when the lights came on? So we'll, yeah. we'll get into that. Yeah, it, Look, that was a situation where they could have, you know, won a couple of ball games. They could have mm-hmm. lost all three. I mean, let's just be honest. And so it was to, to come out of there and get a W and, and get and get some answers. I, good start. And, and now we're, we're off and running. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. And they've got – I think they've got some really electric arms. Um, you know, if you watch that Sunday game, um, I mean, they've got guys that are throwing in the mid to the high nineties. And I don't remember the last time, if ever that was the case. I mean, they've got some really electric arms on that team. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with them. Baylor women basketball fall short in in the overtime and this team reeling a little bit, but a chance to maybe get back on the right track coming up in Fort Worth. Yeah, I think uh, it was funny, Ward, uh, in the post game after it was over, I mentioned to Nikki that you had won their first conference game, and she was like, oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I mean, TCU wins its first conference game, beats a a Kansas State team that had just beaten Baylor by 19. Now, Kansas State is different um, on the road than they are in Bramlage Coliseum, but, you know, good for TCU to kind of hang in there and get their first win after, you know, 13 straight losses and that, yeah. And that's who Baylor goes in and plays on Wednesday night. But yeah, that one, uh, to me, Ward, the, the game Saturday was not as much of a gut punch as Oklahoma because Oklahoma, you were up double digits and you pretty much led that game for 39 and a half minutes and then just, you know, 
kind of let it slip away in the last seconds there. But this one was kind of a back-and-forth game. I think if you look at the stats, I, I think Baylor led for 23 minutes or so, and, and, and Iowa State led for 19 or 20. I mean, it was that kind of game. Uh, but it was still tough because they had chances there at both the end of regulation and, and the end of the first overtime where all you got to do is get one stop or, as Nikki said, make one more shot, make one more free throw, that kind of thing. So that was the tough part in that game. But I, I did see, to me anyway, a lot different team than I had seen, particularly in the pre- two previous games on the road. They they just played with a lot more energy. Uh, you know, it, you could tell – that whatever they had done in practice, whatever they had, you know, whatever the message was, it came across because, like I said, that was a team that, you know, they're good enough to blow you out, Iowa State. Um, And the fact that they, you know, were right there with them and had a chance to win that game, you know, against a ranked team, you know, which would have been their fifth win against a ranked team. So, yeah, I, I, I did see some good signs, but it's tough. Um, and they they were I you know figured this out last night they were eliminated from the conference championship pitcher um, obviously ends a 12 year reign for them but uh, you know they've got a chance to finish strong here and get some momentum going into the busy with Jerry Hill from uh, the Baylor Bear Insider Jerry uh, it's it's far as this team is concerned are, are you concerned with with the the frustration level that this team may be suffering after having so many close losses as opposed to to getting those W's? I mean, you do worry about that, obviously. I mean, because they've had, you know, like I said, they've had some gut punch losses, and then they had a couple of games where they just didn't play very good at all on the road. So I think you worry, you know, um, you know, we always talk about one becoming two. Well, now it's three becomes four, and and you do worry about them kind of getting that turned. Like I said, I think there were enough good signs out of that game that you know hopefully they feel better about themselves. I, I know it was a loss, a loss is a loss, um, but to me that was different on Saturday. That was a different team. So we'll see. I mean, uh, you could tell that with Nikki in the post game. I mean, she was. I I, I know she was frustrated, but I think to because, you know, we, we texted about it last night. I think a lot of her emotion and frustration and stuff came from, you know, or she was reacting to a message from Bill Finley, the Iowa State coach. And, and I think basically what he was saying to her, because we, we didn't have time to follow up because it had already been like 30, 35 minutes. Hmm. But it, it was that, hey, hang in there. You're doing a great job. He knows her. Uh, he tried to recruit her when he was at Toledo. So I think some of that was where that came from, um, just the emotion and stuff, because you, you really had not seen that from her, you know, in any interviews or anything. So that was kind of the first time we saw that, you know, emotional side of her. How fun could this men's side be coming down to the regular season championship? It's crazy, Ward. I mean, you got so many teams that are right there and, you know, Baylor missed a great opportunity on the road, had to, you know, double-digit lead in the first half and just couldn't hold it. And Kansas, you know, Kansas played like Kansas in the second half, honestly. And that was at Allen Fieldhouse where you're always – that's just – it's the, you know, maybe one of the, if not the toughest places to play. And and when they get things rolling, it's hard to stop it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, this this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, You know, Baylor goes to K-State. 
tomorrow night to see, uh, you know, a good friend in Jerome Tang that was here for 20 something years. So uh, that'll be a fun one. And, and they get a chance to, you know, even that series because K-State was able to win here uh, in that tough stretch where Baylor started 0 and 3. So it'd be nice to get that back. But yeah, I mean, you've got, you know, how many ever teams right there at the top that all have a chance to win a conference championship still. As far as the Baylor-Kansas game on Saturday, you know, if you go in there and this is what we talked about, maybe you agree, maybe you don't. If you go in there and get beat, that's one thing. But to have a 17-point lead, I think that's the frustrating thing is that you had a chance to go ahead and and take care of your business and you you let them back in the game or or they forced their way back in the game, one or the other. I mean, they scored 55 in the second half. Yeah, I think that was the big deal. And that's, you know, that's been an issue – I would say most of the year is is the defensive issues, not offense. And and I think in the second half that popped up again that they, you know, because I saw several times where, you know, Kansas was, you know, beating them back, scoring in transition, uh, those kinds of things. And you just can't allow that to happen because they really, you know, once, like I said, once they got rolling, they were not going to stop. And, and that snowball just kept rolling and, and you couldn't, yeah, but that, that is frustrating. I will say that, but you know, again, they, that, like you said, they had a double digit lead on the road at Kansas and, and that tells you how good they are, mm-hmm. but they've got to be able to finish. You know I mean? When you've got that kind of lead, you can't let that slip away even on the road in a place like that. But yeah, like you said, they gave up 55 second half points and it's, it's, you know, almost no matter what the score is, it's going to be hard to win when you when you give up 55 points and a half. And whatever you say, good, bad, or indifferent, they got to get that behind them and get ready to play Kansas State because I guarantee you uh, that place is going to be rocking tomorrow night. Oh yeah, I mean Jerome will have them up, and and I think it'll be I think it'll be fun. I mean I think it'll be an exciting game, and and you know hopefully Baylor learns some things from that first meeting and certainly they're playing a lot better right now than they were, you know, back there at the beginning of the conference. And, um, you know, I, I think this will be a great game. Um, you know, whoever wins, um, but yeah, Baylor needs it. Baylor needs this one to get, you know, kind of back on track and, and still be, uh, in the running for a conference championship. And they are, you know, with, with four games left, they're still right there in the running. How big a week is this being on the road and then coming back home and hosting Texas? Yeah, this is a huge week. Um, you know, like you said, those are back-to-back, just huge games. Um, you know, obviously K-State had struggled a little bit and, you know, had lost a few games. But, you know, they got a big win uh, against Iowa State on, on Saturday. So they've got a little momentum coming in here. And, yeah, and then, uh, you know, you turn around and, and play Texas here. And, and that that's the positive in that that you do have maybe an extra day of, of rest before you play Texas. Cause uh, you know, that one, uh, you know, ultimately could be one of the games. I mean, it will be one of the games that decides the conference championship one way or another. So uh, if you go two and O this week, I, I, like I said, I think you have a chance to win another conference championship. <laughs> and and that, to me, that's, that's incredible with the mm-hmm. O and three start. I mean, look, as you know, I mean, everybody was, staring at each other, wondering what the heck has just happened with that 0-3 start. And Scott Drew was like, we're, we're okay. We're, and, and they were. I mean, and ultimately yeah. they dug their way out of that 0-3 start. And I think that's the great thing of having a guy like Scott Drew is, I mean, you've seen it. I mean, he's the most positive person I think I've ever been around. So probably even at 0-3, he's going, 
like you said, guys, we're okay. We lost three games. We can still win this. Um, you know, we're going to get it turned around. And that's where you, you need a guy like that. Um, and, you know, sometimes you, you wonder if, if that's real. It's actually real with Scott. So I think that was a big thing in them being able to turn it around is, is a guy that just believed and, and is always going to believe that, that they can do it, that kind of thing. All right, let's turn our attentions real quick to uh, to softball. What a what a great weekend! I mean, and it's you know it, w- here's what I and I told this to to Ward and Ryan. What I loved about yesterday was after they beat Oklahoma, they didn't yeah. just go okay, we beat Oklahoma. They went out yeah. and took care of their business against Army. Yeah, I mean, you score seven runs in the first two innings, and then literally he just did wholesale substitution just to get everybody in the game and mm-hmm. they didn't score after that but you yeah like you said you didn't you didn't have a, a bump that would have been a downer if you go out there and lose to an army team that i believe is now two and seven uh and that it struggled you know to win here i don't think they won a game um here at the getterman classic so yeah they went out there the starters went out there and took care of business and and then you get a um, you know, Riley Crandall had a no hitter going into the fourth, a freshman and, and, you know, her and Casey West combined for a two hitter in that game, uh, to finish it off. You have a perfect game on Friday and you beat Oklahoma on Sunday. Not a bad Getterman classic, I'd say. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, when you're looking there Friday night and, and Dariana Orm has thrown a perfect game first seven inning, perfect game in program history, which is amazing when you consider all the pitchers that have come through that program. But, yeah, the first one of those, and you're like, well, I, surely they can't top this. No, you went out and beat the number one team in the nation uh, yesterday, and, and uh, Shaylin Govan, the SFA transfer, hits a three-run just bomb. Um, I think John Warner wrote about it. Supposedly she hit a car. and uh, Wow, it, really? It, it was not mine, um, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> Yeah, Jack Allen, my friend, tweeted out, you know, that was probably Jerry's car. Because I have, in in the past, in media uh, interview sessions, I have parked in those handicapped spots because it says handicapped parking on game day, just to clarify. Ah. But no, I was not parked there. Um, but yeah, supposedly it did did hit a car. I'm guessing that was on the fly, um, but that's that's a shot. And you could tell it. I mean, immediately when she hit it, it was one of those, yeah, that one's gone. I realize it's February, and I realize that that was a non-conference victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what does Glenn Moore and, 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 and softball team take out of that victory yesterday? I, You know, I think to me it shows that they can play with anybody. And, and I think, um, you know, some of that stemmed from, and he mentioned it last year, they were an out away from beating them on the road, you know, when they were number one and they, you know, Oklahoma lost three games last year and Baylor was an out away from beating them one to nothing in Norman and, and uh, Tiara Jennings hit a three run homer. And that was after um, Baylor had a, she had a pop-up in foul territory that the left fielder dropped. And then I think it might've been the next pitch that Jennings hit a three run homer to win it. Um, so I think maybe that said, you know, Hey, you know, it, it gave them the possibility that something like that could happen. And then I think too, 
if you go back to the weekend before, when you're down eight nothing to Arkansas and they're now number four, I think in the nation, um, it, you could have very easily just thrown in the towel and that's done. We're we're down, you know, eight nothing to a top ten team, and and they came back and scored seven runs and and made that a really interesting game. Um, so I think that too probably helped them going into this weekend, saying you know because. As much as you think that you're a good team, until you go out there and do something like that, I don't know that you know you're a good team. And now I think they know they're a good team. Great point. Uh, and that was a busy weekend, and and I'm glad we, we've got all the busy weekends behind us, don't we? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. There are there are absolutely none. I think the oh. I think the yeah one of the ones I think it's the uh, third weekend in April or so when when Baylor has its green football has its green and gold game. I think it's like everybody is here, so yeah, we've got a few more of those coming up well, now. this weekend is not going to be i mean this weekend yeah. with with the Baylor classic I mean there's all kinds yeah. of things going on this weekend as well oh yeah yeah absolutely i I don't know i'll I'll try to see if I can find anything to do uh <laughs> you know this whole week. Tell us what you got coming up. Well, Tommy, I got a feature I'm doing on Christian Robinson, the new outside linebackers coach. Uh, basically, has spent his life in the SEC. Um, he was uh, an assistant coach at Florida for a while. Was was at Auburn last year, uh, you know, and that staff got let go, and he's coming in here. Funny, uh, he's replacing uh, Ron Roberts or as one of the coaches and, and, and Ron Roberts went to Auburn as the defensive coordinator. So apparently it was a trade that I didn't know about, but yeah, Christian Robinson, he's, he's a very young coach, 32, going to be 33 in May. Um, but uh, story on him coming up this week. Perfect. Hey, Jerry, as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks guys. We'll, Appreciate we'll, it. We'll talk to you soon. Jerry Hill uh, from the Baylor bear insider, our guest Seven forty-eight. this is game time on ESPN central Texas. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back on the road in Big 12 play headed to Fort Worth to take on TCU Wednesday. 6 p.m. for the countdown to tip off. 6.30 tip off Wednesday. Join Derek Smith and Sophia Young Malcolm for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mexalicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. 
Looking for that hard-to-find whatchamacallit or do-dead to finish your do-it-yourself project? You'll find it at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are included in their huge showroom, including all the steel products you need, such as bolts, nuts, and washers. Plus, you will enjoy the one-on-one customer service that Pioneer Steel and Pipe has featured since opening their doors in 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, 2003 South Loop 340 next to Busby Feet in Waco and at PioneerBoys.com. Keep up with La Vega Lady Pirates basketball on ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. A big win for Baylor softball as they knocked off number one Oklahoma yesterday, 4-3. They then shut out Army 7-0 to go 4-0 in the Getterman Classic. Baylor baseball lost to Central Michigan 4-3 yesterday to start the season 1-3. They're back at Baylor Ballpark tomorrow hosting Houston Christian. McLennan baseball beat Hutchison 6-5 to salvage a game of their three-game weekend series. The Highlanders now 9-4. The MCC softball team swept a pair from Salt Lake to go 4-2 in their Highlander Classic. The La Vega girls take on Marble Falls in Georgetown tonight. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's now time for Did You Know with Ryan Fox. Did you know that today is Charles Barkley's birthday? Is it really, Chuck? He turns 60 today. Boy, he's old. <laughs> Born in Leeds, Alabama. 11-time All-NBA selection. Uh, five of those being first team. 11-time All-Star. 1993 NBA MVP. Then today's also Rihanna's birthday. Really? The, yeah. The the artist that performed at the Super Bowl 57 halftime show uh, turns 35 today. So happy birthday to Rihanna. And I didn't know this. She was born in Barbados. I had no idea about that. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, with today being President's Day, I looked up some uh, cool facts about presidents. Did you know that the, the shortest stint in the Oval Office was by the ninth president, William Henry Harrison? He lasted... 32 days in office. Wow. That's it? Yeah, he passed away of pneumonia in the office, so... In the office? Well, not in the office. Not literally in the office. Yeah, no, no. That would have been a bad deal. No, yeah, that would have been... (laughs) And the longest, of course, was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. About 12 years, but by days, 4,422 days. Wow. 
as president of the United States. And did you know that there's only two presidents in history that were born in Texas? You want to take a guess of who they are? Lyndon Baines Johnson. Correct. Born and, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Born in Stonewall. And who would be the other that was born in Because this is going to be tricky. I guarantee it is. This is going to throw you for a loop. Uh, it's not. It's not President Bush. No, it's not. He was born in Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, Ward, help me. Who, who, who's our other Texan? I don't know. Uh, hang on a second. I'm not done. Uh, Jimmy Carter. Incorrect. He was born in Georgia. Yeah, I know. D- Dwight D. Eisenhower, born in Denison. Denison. I, I should have known that there is a there is a museum type s- set up up there uh, in Denison for him. So yes, only two presidents in history born in Texas: LBJ and Dwight D. Eisenhower. Did you know that the shortest president in history was James Madison at five foot four, and the tallest was Abraham Lincoln at six foot four? I was. I, I figured it was Abe. Yeah, he was a. Uh, I was, so I didn't know this about Abe. He was like a freestyle wrestler and a basket, basketball player. Yeah, in the Midwest. Crazy. <laughs> and the, He's in the Midwest Conference. <laughs> and did you know that the youngest president to take office was Teddy Roosevelt? He took office at age 42. Whoa, 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 whoa. How about Kennedy? How- Ken- Kennedy was 43. Was he really? Because I looked that up as well. He was 43. So, and Teddy was 42 when he was inaugurated. Huh. I would have never got that. I would have guessed it was President Kennedy. Because that's what I thought initially as well. But Teddy Roosevelt, just by a year sooner, and the oldest was current President Joe Biden. He took office at age 78. And then did you know that the 27th President, William Howard Taft, was the first president to throw a ceremonial first pitch at a Major League Baseball game? Really? William Howard Taft. And then, can you guys name... Who was the last? I I didn't get that far. Was it... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What it, I mean, what I know it, George it, Bush did. He did. I, I, th- I think Obama did, too. Did he? Did he? I think okay. Obama did. So he... Because I think it was at a Cubs game. Cause he, Bush he, did it at uh, right after 9-11. Yes. Mm-hmm. That then, was awesome. Yes, it was. He threw a seed... Right down the middle, and he had on. I at, think he had on a, a Yankee Stadium. Yeah. he had on bulletproof. He had a bu- bulletproof, and he was getting irritated because he was <laughs> trying to figure out how to how to maneuver through that thing. Yeah, still threw a laser. He to the threw home plate. a seed. Yes, he did. He's a big baseball guy. I told you, I'd like. I would. He used it, to own the Rangers. Yes, he was a part owner of the Rangers. I would love to get him on the show. Just to, I mean, I don't want to get into politics. Let. let do that someplace else. Wouldn't you just love to talk some baseball with him? Absolutely. That, wouldn't that be fun? I, I, or don't you think a, a good solid producer would make that happen? Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Still waiting to hear back. Still waiting to hear back. Come on. <laughs> and did you know that Virginia is the state that has produced the most presidents at eight? Stop it. Eight presidents, eight U.S. presidents have been were born in Virginia, and that's the most of any other state. Really? There you go. Now that's a, that that's a little nugget right there. Eight presidents out of the state of Virginia. Correct. Huh. I wonder, I wonder what's so special about Virginia that it's one of the early states, I suppose. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's it. Yeah, could be.
All right, uh, seven fifty-eight. That's that's good stuff. That the uh, the old fun facts about presidents <laughs> here on the morning show. Happy President's Day, indeed. All right, uh, John's here. He's got today's Baylor sports beat. It's time now for today's Baylor sports beat. Your daily dose of green and gold. Now here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor athletics on the Monday Baylor sports beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up a busy weekend in Baylor athletics, including Baylor softball knocking off number one Oklahoma. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Tad. Wedding bells and suddenly. Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. Want options? The best selection in Central Texas is at Allen Samuels in Waco. During the President's Day sales event, get a 2022 Ram 1500 quad cab with 0% for 72 months or Ram 1500 crew cab with 1.9% for 72 months on all trim levels. Lone Stars, Laramies, and top-of-the-line Longhorn and Longhorn Limited. Or get a Ram 1500 Lone Star crew cab with values up to $8,250 plus an extra $500 to first responders. Baylor Bear Basketball, here on the flagship station for Baylor men's and women's basketball. ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. It was an extremely busy weekend in Baylor athletics. Baylor men's basketball dropped an 87-71 decision to Kansas in Lawrence. They've stayed in the state of Kansas. They'll play K-State coming up tomorrow night. And the Baylor women, a tough double overtime loss to Iowa State on Saturday in the Farrell Center, 81-77 the final. The Baylor women play at TCU on Wednesday. Also from the weekend, the Baylor baseball season began. The Bears won their season opener Friday night in dramatic fashion, a 6-5 walk-off win over Central Michigan. The Bears dropped the remaining two games of the series, 20-5 on Saturday and 4-3 on Sunday. And a great weekend for Baylor softball, now 8-1 on the season. They were 4-0 in the Gatterman Classic this weekend, including a 4-3 victory over top-ranked and undefeated Oklahoma on Sunday. Here's softball head coach Glenn Moore. Uh, so proud for the girls to put in that kind of work and um, – you know, off-season work and just believing in themselves, wanting to turn the corner and kind of revive this thing a little bit. A big a big booster shot right there uh, to be able to, you know, even compete with a team that's so dominant when they play most teams. And uh, I think last year, going back to last year, I think having that game we lost, uh, that we had them on the ropes, uh, gave us some confidence and probably attributed that. So I'd like to um, you know, compliment last year's team and their fight they had. Dari was on the circle, threw a great game. And then for her to come back and throw that well again, um, ran out of pitches, but uh, Aaliyah came in and, and uh, mixed it up enough to give us a chance to win, and we did. Glenn Moore and Baylor softball now 8-1 and one on the season. They'll host the Baylor Invitational this weekend at Getterman Stadium.
Also, Baylor Equestrian drops a 10-9 decision to Oklahoma State. Acrobatics and tumbling goes to 3-0 on the season with a win over Presbyterian. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Snake Farm. It's that time of year again. Time for the 53rd annual Oglesby Lions Club Rattlesnake Roundup. Experience fun for the whole family. Kids activities, food, music, vendors of all kinds, and especially rattlers. Demonstrations by the world-renowned snake handler Jackie Bibby. Saturday and Sunday, February 25th and 26th in Oglesby, Texas, off Highway 84 between McGregor and Gatesville. Like them on Facebook and join us for a rattling good time. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, just after 8 o'clock, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ron, we're glad you're with us. Let's talk some football in February, shall we? Let's uh, welcome into the program Anthony Miller. Covers the uh, covers the XFL for XFLNewsHub.com. Anthony, good morning. We appreciate your time. Uh, your overall impressions on week one, please. Yeah, so thanks for having me on. Um, I will say that it was, I think, a really solid week one. I think you had, you had three or four of the games were one-possession games. Two of them, teams had to come from behind to win the games. So I think they were all really exciting. They were fast-paced. Was it 100% clean? No, but that's expected. These teams have only been together for a little over a month. So, it, you know, when you – these first couple weeks, you're not expecting the games to be perfect. But at least the games were exciting. They were close. They went right down to the wire. So I, I think for the XFL, they got to feel really good about how this weekend went. Isn't that interesting that they only had 15 days and then I think what was seven practices getting ready for this and still they they were able to play at that level that they played at across the board as a league this weekend? Yeah, I mean, that's a challenge that all these teams face. I mean, they, they, they've literally been practicing since the first week of January. So they've only had a little over a month to really prepare for this moment. So, I mean, for them to put that product together, I think it was really solid. Obviously, there was there's some penalty. There was a lot of turnovers by the quarterbacks, but that's fully expected because the chemistry and the relationships have not been built yet with the players. So it's going to take a lot of time. We also saw the offensive lines being a little inconsistent. But, again, it's just continuity on the offensive line. they got to work together on that. So I, I think first week or two, you're going to see some struggles. But I think by the end of February, early March, you're going to start seeing the teams uh, start performing at a high level. One of the things that we talked about, Anthony, was just how the new rules or the rules, I say new, the rules of the XFL and how they differ from other football leagues, how they came into play already this weekend, particularly in the St. Louis and San Antonio game with the three-point conversion, the uh, the going for fourth and, fourth and 15 to, to maintain possession of the football, all of those type things that help St. Louis come back and win the game, all of those the, the new rules that uh, the XFL implemented, they all came into play. 
Yeah, it was similar to the Vegas Vipers in the Renegades game where the Vipers went down the field on the last drive, scored a touchdown, didn't get the two-point conversion, but they had a chance to go for the fourth and 15. And it makes the games more exciting. It brings a different strategy to it for these coaches. They got to start thinking about, you know, how, how many points do they need to score after the touchdown to try to be in the game? You know, a lot of questions were surrounding about Rod Woodson's decision to go for the two points instead of the three points at the end of the game because the three-point conversion would have given them the lead. And, you know, for St. Louis and San Antonio, you know, Anthony Beck went for the three-point conversion after the first touchdown. They got it, so all they needed was a field goal, but they went right down the field and scored a touchdown. But that fourth and 15 is such a critical play that I know the NFL has been pushing on for the last few years to maybe look at and maybe start improving. I, I think this will bring the light that all the owners in the NFL that want that role, they're going to be like, hey, look at what it did for this team. This team was down 15-3 to with two minutes to go. They came back and won the game because they converted a fourth and 15. It just makes the game more exciting. Bob Stoops said after the game how proud he was of his defense and what they were able to do down the stretch. Is this a league where you look at it and it's still going to be predicated on who can play defense at the critical times? Yeah, I mean, what wins championships? Defense and a good running game. And when you look at the the, the Vipers-Renegades game, the difference between the two teams was defense and the running game. The Renegades ran for 83 yards. The Vipers only ran for 25 yards. That's a big difference, too. The defense, the defense has both played really well, but the Renegades got three turnovers in the second half. Two of them were returned for touchdowns. That's, that's the difference in the game. If you just do that, also special teams played a factor where – um, the Vipers missed a field goal. If they would make that field goal, they would have a one-point win. So those little things on special teams and defense make all the difference. Anthony, were, as you follow the league on opening weekend, were there were there some some of the new rules and tweaks that you that you didn't particularly care for? Um, I mean, nothing really off the top of my head. I mean, I I, I love the kickoffs. I love the the conversions. I mean. I mean, besides that, I mean, I like the rules that they have in place. There's nothing that's really stood out so far. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some issues when it comes down to review, you know, reviewing every single play. You know, coaches, I can challenge a penalty and stuff like that. That adds time to the game if you review every single play. But it's a necessary need to make sure that you get every play right. We've seen in the NFL every single week, there's always one or two calls where the officials are getting, uh, you know, criticized for missing a call. So at least with the XFL, even though it adds time to the game to review those plays, at least they're getting the calls right. Houston Roughnecks with really the only blowout in, in the weekend with a 33-12 to win over Orlando for Wade Phillips and, and his team. Are the Houston Roughnecks the best professional football team in Houston now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're going to make a run for it with the Texans. I mean, that defense is really solid. They got a lot of pressure on the, the Guardians quarterbacks with uh, Lynch and Norm, uh, Dormany. So, I, I mean, the, the Guardians were not able to really do much offensively. It was because of that, that Houston defense. I mean, they had multiple sacks in the game. They were able to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Um, offensively, they look really good. Um, A.J. Smith, the offensive coordinator, called a really good game. That looks like a high-flying passing team that's going to get a lot of points on the board. So, I think right now Houston is not not only the class of the XFL, but uh, might be able to compete with the Texans there a little bit. Talk a little bit about uh, the placement of these games throughout the weekend. We we were talking about it earlier. I, I just felt like ESPN and the league did a great job of, of placing games throughout the weekend to where it showcased 
these football games. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they they did a great job of making sure they're on ABC and ESPN, easy places where people can watch the games. And then if they can't watch it on TV, they have it on ESPN Plus. So I love that. Also, yeah, and, and the timing of the games as well is really good. So they space it out so that everyone can watch the games. Um, I love how Danny and the Rock were at every single game as well. Like there was a lot of eyes on the games this weekend is because the league made it easy to watch them. So, yeah, I think they did a great job, not only the timing, but also the, you know, the network that they put it on. How fun a matchup could it be Sunday night with Arlington taking on Houston in the primetime game? I mean, that's right now, that's probably the game of the year so far. I know it's been two weeks, but that's a really exciting game. You got two really good defenses against two really good offenses, and essentially it's, it's going to come down to the quarterback play. You know, between Brandon Silvers and Drew Plate, who's going to turn the ball over less? This is a league where, you know, the first few weeks, like I talked about, it's going to be a little sloppy. There's going to be a lot of turnovers. So, really, it's whoever wins the turnover battle is going to win that game. The I noticed that a couple of times the the announcers pointed out how much NFL experience these the two rosters had. Do you do you find that a necessity to to kind of you know share with the audience? Hey, look, these are professional football players and they do have NFL experience. Yeah, so I'm half and half on it. I, I think it's good it's good to talk about the NFL experience these players have because it builds credibility to the league that there are former NFL players who have started multiple games who have proven to be good players. You look at like Josh Gordon, Matavius Bryant, um, Will Hill. These are guys that have played in the NFL. They've made impacts on rosters and now they play in the XFL. I think it adds a little bit of credibility to it. At the same time, for the XFL, you want to highlight the guys who have not played in the NFL before, have very little experience. Look, you look at Drew Plitt, quarterback for the Renegades. He played one preseason with the Bengals this past year, um, didn't make the team, and here he is starting in the XFL getting a win. So you want to, you want to highlight those you know, those smaller tier players where you've never even heard of them before, but also highlight the, you know, the the former NFL players that you have on those rosters. Yeah, and, and we like to try to keep up with local kids. And uh, right out of Baylor, you have Abram Smith in the league. Yeah, and he's he was a top pick. He's a guy that's expected to make you know make a big difference for that DC Defenders team. Um, you know, last night wasn't intuitive to how he's going to play just because look offensive lines are still kind of building running games were not as strong this weekend but you give abram smith a chance and he he's going to have big games and he's going to be an impactful player for that dc defenders team all right anthony t- tell us a little bit about xflnewshub.com and, and what uh what our listeners can find there Yeah, so we're covering everything involving the XFL. We also cover other aspects of alternative football leagues. So we have a lot of great writers that are covering every single team. We're getting articles up daily. So I would definitely recommend just following, especially if you want to keep up on the top XFL news. We're all over it. I'm working on some Renegades articles to come out throughout the week. And we have a lot of great writers that are doing awesome work. So if you want good XFL news, go to XFL News Hub. We got some good stuff. Anthony, thanks. We appreciate your time as always. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Have a great day. That's Anthony Miller from XFLNewsHub.com. 8-13. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. And we're brought to you in part by Circle Drug, 3211 Robinson Drive. Uh, locally owned, independent pharmacy. It is, boy, it's just a complete store for everything you need, uh, both 
over-the-counter medications as well as those prescription meds. You could get them and get them in a hurry and get them delivered to you at uh, at your office or uh, at your place of work, whatever the case may be, or at home. They'll take care of you with free delivery to your home or office. Of course, when you go there, uh, they're going to take great care of you. If you're, if let's say you're in line at the uh, at the drive-through and you're number two or number three in line, they're going to come out to your to your vehicle and, and check on you and get you get the process started so you don't have to wait in line. That's the kind of service you get at Circle Drug. Of course, they have vaccines and and uh, they do diabetic testing and they have diabetic testing supplies, all that kind of stuff at uh, Circle Drug. 3211 Robinson Drive. I've, I've told you guys for uh, since since uh, forever that that's where I get all of my medications, and, and I appreciate the effort that Doc Everett and his staff uh, go to to make sure that all of my stuff is taken care of, and it's, it's an easy turnkey experience for me. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 to 6, Saturday, 9 to 2. It's Circle Drug, 3211 Robinson Drive. Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us Thursday, March 2nd, and hear from women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and men's basketball coach Scott Drew. That's Thursday, March 2nd from Rudy's. The Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Snake Farm. It's that time of year again. Time for the 53rd annual Oglesby Lions Club Rattlesnake Roundup. Experience fun for the whole family. Kids activities, food, music, vendors of all kinds, and especially rattlers. Demonstrations by the world-renowned snake handler Jackie Bibby. Saturday and Sunday, February 25th and 26th in Oglesby, Texas, off Highway 84 between McGregor and Gatesville. Like them on Facebook and join us for a rattling good time. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Christie's Burgers and Bellmead is locally owned and operated. With the best taste in old-fashioned burgers on a toasted bun, your taste buds will not go unsatisfied. Don't forget about their delicious chili dog or their tater tots with melted cheese. Christie's has that hometown feeling and friendly service that warms your hearts and not just your tummies. Open Monday through Saturday at 1045 a.m. Call in your order for pickup or dine in. Christie's Burgers and Bellmead. Stop by and get your burger today. Hi, this is Chuck Morgan of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the home of Baylor Athletics and Rangers Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. The pain level was over 10. There's days where I just sat and cried and asked the good Lord to take me. And my doctor recommended that I go to Good Feet and try the arch supports. So I put the arch supports in and took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Dave actually live the life they envision without their feet getting in the way. Since then, I've been doing so many things with my children. I went hiking this last summer with my daughter, something that I never thought was possible because I couldn't walk. There's people out there that made a product that changed people's lives. 
I am not an actor. I am an individual father and wanted to share his testimony with other people out there about my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. The Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Save to Win at First Central Credit Union. Only $25 to start your Save to Win account. Win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Save to Win must be activated January 1st through April 30th. First Central Save to Win account is the smartest way to save. Everything we do, we do for you. Speak with a member services rep for details. Go online at firstcentralcu.com. Subject to membership eligibility and application policies, member NCUA. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. Eight nineteen, nineteen minutes after 8 o'clock Monday. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Oh, my. We've still got a lot to go. I, I, I found that fun talking XFL football with, with Anthony. I... I I'm crossing my fingers, Ward. I hope I hope this thing Welcome flies. Welcome to the dark side. A week ago, you were all against it. I'm not. It's not going to be my priority once the Rangers start their their chase for the American oh, League West. Lord. Oh, brother! <laughs> Here we go. Happy Monday. It's not. The Rangers will take priority. I would rather walk across the street and watch the Vipers than watch one inning of the Rangers. <laughs> no, you. That's just not true. You, you love the Rangers. You know you do. Mm-mm, Nelly Cruz. Uh, <laughs> See, that's not right. That's not fair. It's already Monday. But why would you do that to us? Gosh. Mm-hmm. I, why would you bring that up? Jackie Smith. Hey. How about that one, big boy? <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Stephanie. How are you? Happy Monday. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I feel like I didn't even leave this place. It's like the weekend just went... Blue by. Zip. Down. Blue by. Gotcha. Blue by. But, so I got a challenge on Friday from Corey from the text line. Yeah? To look up the Balloon World Cup. So I did. And it is, it's a thing. It is an actual balloon that, you know, like balloons that you blow up, not with helium. Mm-hmm. And it's like, remember when you were kids and you would play with the balloon and you hit it back and forth yeah mm-hmm. it's a sport and you have all these obstacles like you have a car you have a bed and you have to keep the balloon going and you can only hit it one time your opponent has to hit it so you can't just like control the ball the whole time you have to hit it back and forth if the balloon hits the ground the other team gets a score so what if it pops I didn't know. I guess you got to blow up another balloon. You don't get like five <laughs> points for that? I would or? think so. Yeah, I would think you would have to. But in 2021, Peru won the World Cup. And last year in 2022, Spain did. 
And it is a thing. It was invented by two soccer players from Spain. We actually have a team from the U.S. that goes to this thing. I'm sure we do. <laughs> Wards on And it. a few other countries. But it it took social media. Like, somebody saw it, and it went viral on social media. I think, Tom, we could put a team together and do this. Yeah, on, on Camelback. <laughs> no, but see... Look it up on YouTube. It's kind of cool. I mean, you're. I mean, look at the workout. They're wearing case. helmets, Ward. They're they're slapping a balloon around, wearing helmets. Well, that's just in case you if you fall and hit your head on the ground or on one of these objects like a table or a, a car or something. You have to have protection gear on. Sure, you do. <laughs> I think it's cool. It's. Each, um, I think people each, are bored, and this is what the... They maybe, but it's working. You can If you win the World Cup, you get $22,000. Well, hang on a second. <laughs> $22,000. Um, Where's my helmet? Exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, it's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. I like it. I mean, we could do this. And well, at first, I, it looked like a living room setup. I know. But, but how many people have their car right in the middle of their living room? They have other people's <laughs> car in the middle of their living room, but they don't have their car in the middle of their living room. But you can't, like, you can't, what is it, like, spike it like you do in volleyball? Yeah. You have to, like, you just keep, you have to, has to go in an upward motion, like, towards the ceiling. Ah. Uh. So, it's kind of cool. I think, I'm going to go find us some balloons and we can try it out here. I think it'll be fun. Okay. Gotta have a helmet. We might because we could fall on the ground and hit our head on a rock or something, but I think it'd be fun. We should try it. Yeah. Well, there's rocks in the grass. Boy, what did we do before protective gear, riding bicycles and... (laughs) I don't know, but Corey from the text line was right. I mean, this is a a big, big thing. By the way... I don't know if it's a big, big thing, but it could be a big thing. thing. It's not even big. It's just a thing. If it is going viral across the world on social media, Ryan, back me up. This is a big, big thing. And it doesn't really look that dangerous. I mean, like, I could do this. Penicillin will cure that. (laughs) Oh, my god. The virus. I could do this. You said it's going virus. Viral. It went viral, not virus. It went viral. Like, the whole world got into it. I think ESPN even did a coverage on it. Yeah, yeah, it was on the Ocho. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got 73 channels that they got to have content for. But it's kind of cool. I think. By the way, it. Ward, Grumpy says the Rangers still haven't lost a game. Best record all season. Mm-hmm. They haven't started yet. So? That's just a technicality. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, isn't their opening game April 1st? Somewhere in that neighborhood. Hey, point, April Fool's Day. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> My point being, I will watch the football. Okay. But I'm going to be more interested in baseball because it is baseball season. I know, but do you, it's let football me ask season you too. The XFL season, okay. and then we get the USFL. Will they will they overlap? I haven't even checked. I wonder if they're going to compete with each other. No, I don't think so. That would be a bad thing, wouldn't it? Yes. No, it'd be great. Having the XFL and the USA, then you got to have two sets of rules. I can barely remember all these XFL rules. Now I I hardly ever agree with you, Tom, but I'm going to agree with you on this 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 one time that it is baseball season come April, and I have a hard time. Like even it was okay Saturday watching some XFL games, but when baseball season comes, 
I think I may have a hard time watching it because nope. I'm I'm a big NFL kind of girl. But are you? Do you guys? No, I'm not like this. Do you like to sit around on your couch and watch the Rangers play or a baseball game? Because I don't. I'd rather go see it in person. Yeah. Because you I nap. Agree with that. You go to sleep. I don't and like nap. watching baseball on TV. It is boring you're, you're on no, TV. You're no dude. You like to listen to it. I listen to it on the back porch. I do that. Especially when you got Eric Nadell. I like to uh, listen to it or go see it in person. But for me to sit down and watch it on television is really hard unless it's the World Series. Like the end of the World Series. And it better be a close game. So there you go. No, I, I mean, if I love baseball, so. I So I'm on your side on that one. All right. There you You're go. both wrong. What, what, are you, <laughs> what are you doing today with President's Day and, and all the banks and everybody closed? Well, there's other people whose businesses are still open, so I will go see and visit them. You going to sell something? <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> I just asked a simple question. I pretty much sell something every day. Every day. Almost pretty much. Every day. Yep. Yep. And hey, go La Vega. Oh, yeah. Cheer mm-hmm. those girls on. Woo. Cheer them on and listen. Listen to Ward. I'll be listening to you, Ward. All right. Thank you. <laughs> you sound so excited. I'm going to go find us some balloons, too. He's nervous now. Even better. He's going to be there at the basketball game going, <laughs> oh, my goodness, Stephanie's listening to me. Probably. What am I, what am I going to do? Probably. <laughs> All, All right. right. See ya. See you. Bye. 827. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. We'll talk to Mitch Thompson. We'll do it next. Recently on Game Time. Let's welcome into the program Jim Howard. Think about the difference in this team right now in the team that started 0-3 in the Big 12. This coaching staff has done a marvelous job bringing this team along. And with everyday John back in the lineup, it's a whole new dynamic. This team is capable of making it to the Final Four, but unfortunately there's about five other teams in the Big 12 that are in the same boat. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. The pain level was over 10. There's days where I just sat and cried and asked the good Lord to take me. And my doctor recommended that I go to Good Feet and try the arch supports. So I put the arch supports in and took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Dave actually live the life they envision without their feet getting in the way. Since then, I've been doing so many things with my children. I went hiking this last summer with my daughter, something that I never thought was possible because I couldn't walk. There's people out there that made a product that changed people's lives. I am not an actor. I am an individual father and wanted to share his testimony with other people out there about my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. The Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. 
Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili can queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-alicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. A big win for Baylor softball as they knocked off number one Oklahoma yesterday, four to three. They then shut out Army seven nothing to go four and zero in the Gettleman Classic. Baylor baseball lost to Central Michigan four to three yesterday to start the season one and three. McLennan baseball beat Hutchison six to five to salvage a game of their three game weekend series. The Highlanders now nine and four. The MCC softball team swept the pair from Salt Lake to go 4-2 in their Highlander Classic. The La Vega girls take on Marble Falls in Georgetown tonight. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Boys by district basketball action begins tonight with Lorena and Grosbeck meeting at Midway at 6. Also tonight, Crawford and Hubbard tangle at the Robinson Gym at 6 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. The home for Baylor Bear Baseball is ESPN Central Texas. All right, it's 831. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Bears did open the season this weekend with Central Michigan, and we're joined now by Bears head coach Mitch Thompson. Toppy, uh, off to a one and two start. What did you learn about your ball club that maybe you didn't know before you, you went between the stripes this weekend? Oh man, we learned a, we learned a ton. I mean, we learned a lot about a lot of kids, you know. And uh, you know, and it's one weekend series, so there's still more. But you you saw how guys were able to come across the line and compete. And you know, I, I thought that there was some 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 real positive things, uh, you know, that took place. And then there's obviously things that we got to get better at. So, um, but learned a lot about a lot of our kids. You know, I mean, there's some there's some kids with some real good competitive nature. There's some guys that, uh, that uh, you know, took a big gulp when their time came and they weren't quite ready for that moment. Well, we'll have to help get them ready for it. Um, but it may take a little time to get them back out there. Friday afternoon, uh, it, it was fun to be at the ballpark. I was out there and had a chance to visit with some guys and saw some of the old guys that were hanging around. And, and the way your team fought, talk a little bit about that. Uh, it would have been very easy just to roll over and, and let that one go. But uh, your your club fought and, and got the W on Friday. Well, the one thing that I'll tell you is just, you know, I, I said this before the series. I don't know if anybody took, took it for real or not. Central Michigan's a good ball club. And, uh, and, you know, a team that won 85 games in the last two years, been to two NCAA regional tournaments, played, played at Starkville, Mississippi state, played at Florida, you know, down there in the, in the Gator land, uh, you know, in their regional tournaments. And so this is a, this is an experienced team, uh, you know, that's used to winning 
And, uh, you know, the fight that I saw on Friday to, to, to get the, the walk-off win, uh, you know, was very encouraging. Uh, the fight that I saw yesterday uh, after coming back after Saturday's, you know, disappointing ball game, I thought was, was, was again, very encouraging. Um, and, you know, I mean, we had, we had one, one inning on the weekend that was awful. Um, and, you know, uh, they did that all with two outs, two outs. And they put together about 14, 14 hitters in a row that went to the plate. So, it was a, uh, you know, and when you get to a certain point in time in the get ball game too, you know, you're, you're down a little bit. You just, I've got to try and win tomorrow, you know, and that's what we try to do. So um, I was encouraged. I was encouraged to see our fight. I was encouraged to see our, our togetherness. I was encouraged to see our, our, our competitiveness. And uh, you know, there's, there's lots of areas we got to get better at, but for the most part, we pitched it pretty good and we played pretty good defense, you know, um, and we'll get better at all those things. Coach, baseball is a game of failure, and, and how you overcome those failures is what makes you a good baseball team. Is that the message that you take from the weekend is, hey, look, put that one behind you, whatever it is, whether it was that last pitch, last at bat, whatever it might be, as quickly as you can get that behind you, take the next step forward. Well, I told the guys last night, you know, after the ball game that – uh you know, this is this is typically how a three-game series ends up. Okay, in that uh, one team wins two out of three, uh, they're looking at themselves and going, "Gosh, we were this close to sweeping the other team," and the other team loses two out of three, and they're looking at themselves and go, "Gosh, we were this close to winning the series," and that's really where we were. You know, I mean, we're 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 a couple one base hit, one 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 more pitch one more play, we win two out of three. And if we would have beat those guys two out of three, it would have been a big, big deal for us, you know, early. Uh, it would have been would have been really a good thing. We didn't get it done. Uh, so it's just one of those things you got to keep learning and go, okay, hey, all these little things, they do matter. And uh, and I think our guys are taking buying into it. Uh, and like I said, I love to see their togetherness. I'll, I'll tell you the other thing I love to see is I love to see the crowds. We had good crowds this weekend. And uh, and we're going to need them to keep keep coming back and keep keep growing with us. Um, this club's going to grow. We're going to grow this year, and this program's going to grow. And over the next couple of years, I think guys are going to get real excited to be out here at the ballpark again. But you know, our crowds were good opening weekend, and uh, and 50, 50 degrees on Friday. Yesterday was beautiful, and we're going to need them back out here Tuesday night this week. And and then when we get back from Duke, here we go on about a. 10 or 12 game homestand and we need them here so Mitch when you when you look at at your club and in in trying to fill the roles what's the process like for you I, I know a lot most of these kids are probably new to you you're new to them what's the process like in trying to develop roles I know you probably had some some ideas of what you wanted and, and you know this guy may be a long guy this so what is the process like to get them on the mound in the field at the plate to figure out figure out their role on your club. Well, I mean, we go through the entire fall. We had the the inter squad games this this uh, spring, you know, preseason um, to kind of try and figure some of those things out. But you know, I'll be honest with you, it's just different when you cross the white line and it's for real. And so you see again, you see some kids who can handle the moment. You see some kids who who, who struggle with it, and um. 
you know, we, we've just got to keep giving kids opportunities, but then we've got to really do a great job of coaching them. We've got to keep, do a great job of developing them. And, uh, you know, uh, the only way you get experience or the only way you gain experience is to experience it. And so we've got to get them out there and we've got to teach. We've got to, you know, we're going to go back over the entire series this weekend. We're going to have a video review of the whole thing. Hey, we've got to learn from this. Uh, here's some things we did well. Here's some things that we really struggled at. Um, and these are things that we can control our focus better and do some stuff in different ways here and there. Um, you know, it's, it's a, from a coaching standpoint, I'm trying to coach the entire ball club and, but we've also got to coach each individual player and, and really do a great job of trying to maximize the skills and talents and abilities of each kid. And I'm thankful to have the coaches around me to help us do that. Cause they're really good at that. So um, you know, we're going to make progress. We're going to keep getting better. I'll promise you that, but we weren't playing, uh, we weren't playing somebody that was a softy out there opening weekend. Uh, they were, they were pretty good. I mean, they made one, one error, you know, yesterday's ball games, four to three ball game, neither team walks a batter. Uh, central Michigan made one error on the entire weekend. They fielded nine ninety one. They didn't give us anything. Okay. Um, and you know, they made it very difficult for us. Uh, their starting pitching was pretty competitive, was good. They had some guys, the left-handers out of the bullpen that, that were pretty good for them. Um, and we, we've got to do a better job offensively of doing some of those things, but I was real encouraged by some of our guys on the mound. I was encouraged by several of our young players. You know, we had some young guys go out there and do well. Colby branch had a good weekend, first weekend out. Kobe Andrade had a pretty good weekend. Uh, I think he's going to get better, limited experience. You know, uh, we have three or four guys out on the field that hadn't played college baseball before. So it was uh, a little eye-opening for everybody. How long does that take to get settled in, Coach, when you have that opportunity, when you talk about some young guys needing at-bats and just needing to get that college baseball feel to, to start feeling comfortable in their own skin? Well, and it's not just at-bats, you know, Ward. I mean, I mean it's – it's uh it's it's a pitcher out on the mound mm-hmm. being able to control the running game and vary his looks and and uh you know execute the pitch all at the same time and it's 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 a it's a defensive player realizing that I don't have a play so instead of throwing the ball and rushing my throw and throwing it away uh I'm going to full arm fake and look look at the lead runner it's just an instinct thing there's so there's all these things and it's a base running error it's a guy that you know, thinks he can beat a beat a play to third base, but he can't, and he's out. And you're going, you know, we can't we can't give up that out right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, those are, you know, it's it's just an experienced thing. But we've what I've what I've been trying to say is that when we go back through this, we're trying to have everybody learn from the one guy's mistakes, so we don't have to experience it twelve times for each guy to get it. You know. Um, hey, here's where you've got to hold runners better. Hey, here's what you've got to do here, uh, base running wise. You didn't you didn't do a good job here. And so, um, you know, every experience out there is is big for us. Um, and it, it's going to take a little while. It's not going to be it's not going to be magic. But you know, uh, you could see that the guys were competing really hard. And when you again, when you say, hey, we were right there, we had an opportunity. It's not a I'm not big on moral victories for sure, um, but I thought we competed hard, and it was good to see us come out yesterday and compete really hard and, you know, just came up short. Speaking of competing, your your bullpen yesterday, five innings, 
no runs, no walks, so no free bases, and, and you punch out six out of the pen yesterday. I know that's got to be pleasing to you. Oh, it's big time. Yeah, it's big time. I mean, uh, and and that was that was that was really encouraging. It was encouraging to see Mason Marriott after he had the the second inning where they they ended up getting their runs to come back out and go two two scoreless innings after that. That showed maturity, you know. That showed that showed he's that showed something. Uh, he's starting to get it. He's starting to figure some things out, and he's he's making some adjustments. And so you know those that that those, those were all positives. And you really don't get those if you're not playing somebody who can beat you. And you know when you watch the Central Michigan team, like I said, they had they had guys in the middle of their order that were definitely power threats. They had a shortstop out there that was a defensive vacuum that played his tail off all weekend. Um, they had starting pitching that was pretty good. Um, you know that was that was a good club. They're going to win. I, in my opinion, they'll win their will win the MAC. They're another NCAA regional team. That's a forty win team, and so. Um, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're going to lose some, but if you're learning and getting better, then by the time conference gets started, hopefully we're, uh, we're, we've taken some big steps. Well, the fun thing is you get to go do it again on Tuesday night. Yeah, well, that's the fun thing for sure. we got to keep going out there. And, you know, I'm putting together who I got available on the mound and we should be in good shape. And so, um, you know, we're going to get after it tomorrow against Houston Christian. Uh, 630 out here at the ballpark and love to see everybody back out here should be a beautiful night for baseball um, and we'll see if we can take another step even up our record before we head out to Duke to play the Blue Devils coach thanks appreciate it uh, and best of luck to you tomorrow night thanks guys appreciate y'all appreciate the fans coming out this weekend hope to see you at the ballpark again soon Bye. we'll talk to you soon that's Mitch Thompson the uh, head baseball coach of the uh, McClendon High- sorry old habits of the Baylor Bears I, well, I said it for years, for years, literally did did the radio over there at McLennan for a long time. And just, just <laughs> where it was Mitch Thompson, the head coach of the Baylor Bears. Uh, it is uh, 844. Speaking of which, uh, James Leverton, the pitching coach for the Bears, will join uh, John Morris at three o'clock today. And Pat Nunley will also be a part of the John Morris program this afternoon at three. You got uh, Matt Mosley at four today. So that's that's our lineup on this President's Day. It's uh, 844. We're 16 away from nine. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. And we're brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe with that brand new. How long can that location be brand new? Is there like a rule that we have to follow that eventually it just becomes the Waco location? No. So we they can, can, they can, can say it's new as long as they want to. Yeah, I just I didn't know. I mean, as long as you've been in, as long as they've been in business, yeah, they can say whatever they want. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Braden, John, Emery, and all the Emery family have been doing this for four generations. They started in 1943. If you're if you're uh, if you're curious, 1943. How many people are in business that long if they're not doing a great job with a with a superb product at a terrific price and outstanding service? Nobody. That's the answer to that question. And again, they do have the new location here in Waco at 2003 South Loop 340. That's Highway 6, right next to Busby's Feed and Seed, and you can check it out. Man, it's an unbelievable place. Uh, and look, they've got everything for you in the new location. Over 2,000 items, including uh, for all you do-it-yourselfers, such as the other bolts and the nuts and the washers and all that kind of stuff. You'll also find all the welding supplies there as well. And they have a great selection of rebar and accessories. And uh, plus, they now stock sackcrete. 
See, they have a bigger facility, meaning they can provide you more products to, to help you with those those projects. Again, they've got the location down in Bryan and 2003 South Loop 340 here in Waco. They're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 till 5. They're open a half a day on Saturday from 8 until noon. They Remember, they deliver and they unload for you as well. And you can always check them out 24-7 at PioneerBoys.com. Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears headed to Manhattan to take on the Kansas State Wildcats on Tuesday. 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 6 p.m. tip-off Tuesday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Right here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Come join ESPN Central Texas Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show as we'll be broadcasting live from the newly opened Fish City Grill in Waco on Tuesday, February 21st at 4 p.m. Come celebrate Fat Tuesday at Fish City Grill. Happy hour 3 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Enjoy ice-cold beer, cold margaritas, and discounted appetizers like fried pickles, shrimp, nachos, cheeseburgers, even oysters. Fat Tuesday, February 21st with ESPN Central Texas Matt Mosley, 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. The pain level was over 10. There's days where I just sat and cried and asked the good Lord to take me. And my doctor recommended that I go to Good Feet and try the arch supports. So I put the arch supports in and took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Dave actually live the life they envision without their feet getting in the way. Since then, I've been doing so many things with my children. I went hiking this last summer with my daughter, something that I never thought was possible because I couldn't walk. There's people out there that made a product that changed people's lives. I am not an actor. I am an individual father and wanted to share his testimony with other people out there about my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. The Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Do you know that this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info. And help save a life with Carter Blood Care. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. A big win for Baylor softball as they knocked off number one Oklahoma yesterday, 4-3. 
They then shut out Army 7-0 to go 4-0 in the Getterman Classic. Baylor baseball lost to Central Michigan 4-3 yesterday to start the season 1-3. McLennan baseball beat Hutchison 6-5 to salvage a game of their three-game weekend series. The Highlanders now 9-4. The MCC softball team swept a pair from Salt Lake to go 4-2 in their Highlander Classic. The La Vega girls take on Marble Falls in Georgetown tonight. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Boys by district basketball action begins tonight with Lorena and Grosbeck meeting at Midway at 6. Also tonight, Crawford and Hubbard tangle at the Robinson Gym at 6 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, 8.50, 10 away from 9. This is Game Time. Your first word in sports. If you missed anything on the program today, you can always go catch it at SyntechSportsFan.com. We'll have it up in a podcast in about five minutes after the show. Uh, coming up tonight, live right here on ESPN Central Texas, it is La Vega and Marble Falls in the uh, in the third round of the uh, girls' playoffs. Ward Whites will be in Georgetown tonight. We're talking a little bit about this matchup in, in Look, I, I, I mean, I'm not – no disrespect to anybody, but as we said at the top of the show, who's going to beat this team right now? That's, that's a great question. It's going to be going to be tough. Um, Marble Falls on a three-game winning streak. They beat China Spring in the first round, 41-32. Caldwell in the second round, 77-15. Uh, and they'll have La Vega tonight. They're 21-13 and overall. Um this is a team that won their district. Uh, they're very consistent. They, they, they haven't turned the ball over on a consistent basis. Wait, yeah, until yeah, they haven't seen anything like what they're going to see tonight. So that that could change in a hurry. They've outscored their opponents fifteen forty two to twelve forty five. They move the ball around. They they don't they don't get in a hurry on the offensive end. And I wouldn't be surprised tonight if they tried to do a little stall technique because that may be the only hope they have. Well, then they better be very, very good handling the basketball. Yes. And when they decide to shoot, the basketball. yeah. And when they decide to shoot, they better put it in the hoop. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, there's no shot clock in high school basketball. I, I get it. So that's a technique that yeah. you'll probably see somebody try to use against a team like La Vega. It's but if. But that you means better, you better be good at it. Yeah, that could, because that means every possession is going to be a prize possession, and you are going to have to you're going to have to score. Well, when, I mean, right now, getting the ball across the timeline is a prize possession for an opposing team. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's that difficult. The pressure is just undaunting, isn't it? I mean, it's 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 amazing how they can turn up the heat. And, and really wreck havoc on anybody's offense. And I say anybody because that's what they've done all year. Yeah, I, I, Houston Yates looked like they were a deer in headlights. They Like they'd never seen anything like it. It just completely took them out of the game immediately. So, see if, if they keep that heat up again tonight. 645, mm-hmm. pregame, 7 o'clock tip uh, from Georgetown. Look forward to uh, listening to the broadcast tonight. Here on uh, ESPN Central Texas. All right. The uh, Genesis Invitational was played yesterday. John Rahm was the winner. 
And, it, and if you're wondering, and I didn't know what the Genesis Invitational was either, not that big a deal. Uh, it's the old L.A. Open, if you're, if you're wondering, when they make the, the West Coast swing, the old L.A. Open. John Rahm wins the golf tournament, and he's now presented the, the prize trophy and all that good stuff by Tiger Woods. Tiger is the host of the golf tournament. But Tiger elected to play in the golf tournament, and he doesn't do that much. Went out and made the cut, had a good first day, not so good second day, pretty solid third day, not so good fourth day. I think that's what you're going to see from Tiger from now on. He doesn't play much competitive golf. Well, and just and the injuries, the injury is just not going to let him compete throughout the weekend. Yeah, I mean, all the things that he has to do after every round to get his body ready to go compete at the highest level against the world's best players and to go out and shoot one under over four days. You know what? And and to have the fans and the crowd and and all of that and television viewers, I promise you it increases viewership. I watched the LA Open or Genesis Invitational, whatever you want to call it. I watched it yesterday. I watched it because Tiger Woods was in the field. Not because I wanted to see John Rahm go win the golf tournament. You know, I, I, I like golf. Don't get me wrong. I watch golf on television all the time. But it was, I, I had appointment viewing yesterday because of Tiger. Plain and simple. He does that to the do. game. He does that to the game. A lot of people do. It's like, what, if, if you had a chance in his prime to watch Michael Jordan, you're watching. Mm-hmm. He He's. He changes the way the game is presented. There are certain people, and there's not many, but there are certain people that do that to their particular sport. Would you, would you, if, if Nolan Ryan was on the mound and you had an opportunity to be there, you're on the front row. Yeah, I went to, every time he pitched in the latter years, I went to the game. I mean, it's it's a person who changes the way you view the game and that's what tiger is as far as golf is concerned and he was asked you know hey you played in the la open or the genesis i'm sorry you played in that golf tournament are you are you prepared to start playing you know regularly on the pga tour well i'm sure you'll see me in some some place um i'm sure people will feel me hitting balls on medalists or something like that but you mean competitively I do, yes okay competitively you know i don't know you know my, my goal you know each and every year from here going forward is to play in all the majors and i'm not gonna play too much more than that my my body my leg just and my back just won't allow me to play much more than that anymore um so that that was my goal last year and i was able to play three of the four um you know, this year, hopefully I can play all, all four this year. And, and that's going to be my schedule going forward because of all the limitations I have. And Ward, he went on to say that, that look, he's, he, th- this ambassador thing, hey, I want you to know, come out and play golf and then sign autograph. That's not him. That's not his, that's not his MO. If he's going to play, he's playing to win. And if he can't play to win, he's not playing. And so be it. He's not one of those guys that's just going to go, hey, you know, I'll take that friendly stroll and, and you know, shake hands and kiss babies and sign autographs. That's, that's not who he is. That's why he's, that's why he's Tiger Woods because he can't do that. And he's not going to do that. He, if he's going to play, he's playing to win. And I, quite frankly, I like that. So, anyway, that's Tiger Woods. And uh, 
that's our show for the day. I appreciate it. Don't forget to catch Ward tonight down in Georgetown, 645 pregame, 7 o'clock tip. For Ward and Ryan, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.